Hello, Guardians. Today is Friday, January 20th, 2023. We're 38 days away from Lightfall. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. This week, the hits keep on coming. So no housekeeping this week outside of a plug for last week's guest, Ascendant Nomad. If you're hearing this, chances are you can watch his interview with Chris Proctor, senior design lead over at Bungie on Nomad's YouTube channel. Go give it a look. This episode, we have a bunch of news to get through and a conversation with Haterade about GMs, build crafting, and so much more. So please stick around. Heading into the news... The train started rolling out of the station on Tuesday when we received a vibe check of a location trailer for Neomuna, the new planet coming to Destiny 2 with Lightfall. There are lots of colorful locations, lots of buckets on heads, and I'm getting a Red War campaign feeling out of all of it. Uh, What with Callus's Cabal infiltrating a city and whatnot. (laughs) It's a really cool trailer, really cool soundtrack. I can't wait for the soundtrack to come out. Definitely worth a watch. Any other week, that might have been the meat and potatoes of this section of the show. But Wednesday, Bungie followed up with two articles covering changes to Destiny 2. If your retrofit escapade isn't popping as many volatile rounds with your void build, that's because with Hotfix 6.3.0.4, Bungie fixed an issue where volatile detonation triggered at a higher than expected cadence. The Hotfix also included the reduction in power level requirement, for Grandmaster Nightfalls from plus 25 to plus 15 over the power cap, allowing players easier access into these activities. Duality not only saw its red border drop rate increased with the patch, but also a fix to the rewards not popping up during weeks where it is a featured dungeon. Some other quick hits include Supplicant Spawn and Spire of the Watcher have improved audio. Insight drop rates increase for all raids just in time for DSC Rotator next week. And a reduction to the focusing costs for items coming from Trials, Banner, Crucible, and Gambit vendors. Wednesday also ushered with it a look at the future of build crafting coming with Lightfall. To quote their TLDR, consolidation is a major theme of the changes you'll be seeing today. In the conversation with Haterade in just a moment, we cover some of the changes as it released just before we started recording, but I'll give a few details here. Guardians will be able to craft 10 loadouts per character. That won't be out the gate. The amount you are able to have will be tied to your Guardian rank. So as you rank up your Guardian, you get more loadouts, you get the picture. I still think people that are invested in Dim will continue using Dim, but 10 loadouts per character is going to be great when the API is down. Warmind cells are biting the dust. Match game is being removed from in-game activities as a modifier with enemy shields being adjusted to act more akin to how they do in Gambit. Champion puzzles will no longer be solely tied to the artifact mods, but also to your guardian's abilities and other statuses like blinding. Not only that, but artifact mods are kind of going away. Like they'll be more passive. You'll unlock them on the artifact, You won't need to slot them into any of your gear. They just are there, always giving you power. For more information, please check the links in the show notes. Moving into the TWAB of it all, Hippie returns. Welcome back, Hippie. After a brief recap of everything just stated, the hits keep coming. With a clarification on Dredgen title gilding requiring 50 match completions over 30 wins, 
This next one is a huge one for me as I use farming mode in dim. Blue Ingrams will stop dropping after you hit the soft cap. Instead, you'll see a burst of glimmer equal to what you would have earned with the blues. They will also be adjusting gunsmith rep gains by 25% to compensate. Rumble will return as a permanent node on the Crucible screen next patch. Year 3 Catalysts will be able to take advantage of Season Pass boosts and any missing exotic glaive patterns from Wellspring will be able to be purchased from the evidence board as long as you've earned one of them in the past. Future World First Champions, mark your calendars for Friday, March 10th, 2023 at 9 a.m. PST. This will be the day that the new raid drops and uh, shout out to Scarrow. Good luck on your dissertation defense that day. Pulling for you, buddy. Also in the TWAB, the Rituals team shared some results of the matchmaking in the Crucible, doubling down on their Fireteam-based matchmaking settings and expressing a wish to remove freelance modes in the future. Once FBMM is ironed out, they will be moving in with dynamic skill matchmaking geared toward matchmaking improvements in low population skill brackets and population times. Airborne effectiveness also will be getting a touch in an upcoming patch. Primary weapons with no investment into AE will be as accurate as a primary weapon with the Icarus Grip mod equipped before the introduction of AE. Submachine guns will be getting some tweaks. Pulses will be receiving a nerf to top end range and increasing recoil. I know there's some information about Saitan's ramparts in there as well, but for a full list of changes, please check the links in the show notes. Finally, Bungie has added some new accounts to share information, context, clarification, and feedback solicitation all in one tidy place. Destiny 2 Team, that is all one thing, Destiny 2 Team, on Twitter, Reddit, and Bungie have gone live and will be the space for all team communication going forward, meaning we no longer have to pour endlessly over a bunch of employees' feeds looking for morsels of information, and in return, hopefully, they receive less harassment by anime profile pictures with four followers. Win-win. Now, on to our conversation with Haterade. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Yeah? I'm doing great. Wednesday, we got some new Destiny to talk about. Yeah. New Destiny information to talk about. Um, life is good, man. How about yourself? I other than what we talked about before the show (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm doing fairly well can't complain too much lately um but yeah man so i guess yeah let's get right into it we it seems we have quite a bit to cover today um for those of you listening at home the buildcraft article dropped literally like an hour before we hopped in to this call so we'll be uh maybe a little bit later doing a little bit of a breakdown of like, what the hell does this mean? Uh, Cause there seems to be like a sort of tectonic shift in how um, they're, we're going to be engaging enemies next season. Before we get into all that hater, why don't you tell the fine people at home where they can find you on the internet, just in case they don't make it to the end, maybe tell them a little bit about yourself what you do on the in uh, destiny um so just a little bit of backgrounds um i've played destiny since the d1 beta um more often than not in in either smaller or larger communities um started creating content around destiny uh three four years ago just kind of casually 
um, streaming off and on on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash haterade. Um, and then uh, recently, within the last nine months or so, um, have started putting out information on YouTube, um, trying to be more a more reliable source of like both information and just kind of um, not necessarily tips and tricks, but kind of like I look at it as arming people with the information that they may not know mm-hmm. um, to better enjoy the game. Um, a lot of emphasis is put on like, you know, running the meta, like this is what's best, like use this, go get this now. It's like, yeah, that's great. But there's like, there are so many different and strong things uh, in the game and there always have been um, that can work just as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, or maybe not, maybe like a, a small scale down uh, from being like peak meta, but still work, still work really well. And you can still enjoy the game. Um, so just kind of being an advocate for playing the way you want to play, mm-hmm. um, so long as you're enjoying the experience. Because at the end of the day, like Destiny is a video game, you know, uh, yeah. we're playing it to have fun. Uh, we're playing it to play with friends. Um, so um, just trying to emphasize that. Um, but so uh, same thing, youtube.com slash haterade um, and Twitter. Well, somebody took my username that doesn't yeah. post on Twitter. So I had to throw some underscores in there. Um, underscore haterade. Underscore. Worst. <laughs> and it's Frickin like, worst. I remember when I when I made it, I was like, oh, let me see if this is available. Nope. This dude that hasn't posted has had the account <laughs> since like, Twitter's inception. It's um, it's the bane of every content creator's existence, dude. It's it's not yeah. just you. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, of course, TikTok. You know, I'm I'm older, um, so like I, mm-hmm. I use TikTok. Um, I'm, I don't post there as frequently, maybe like once a week or so, just because it's kind of like fun, fun like content dumps. Um, so yeah. Heck yeah. Well, what got what got you started in Destiny? Um, I mean. Bungie was already kind of a household name uh, mm-hmm. with the Halo series. I uh, grew up playing, you know, all the Halo games. I remember old school LAN parties in my buddy's garage um, playing Halo. And uh, so I already, already really enjoyed um, Bungie themselves as a company and the product that they delivered. Um, so when uh, Destiny came out uh, or, you know, when word came out that Destiny was was on the way out, I was like, okay, obviously Bungie's making it. So I'll, I'll give it a shot. I was, you know, I was always big on playing first person shooters um and and then some like jrpgs uh mm-hmm. dabbled a little bit in mmos but never really too deep because i was always like kind of taken aback at the grind mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and of course here we are now yeah um but uh and i just immediately loved it i mean as, as you've probably heard of uh you know a bunch of destiny players say something about the gunplay that just feels smooth mm-hmm. um you know being able to run and gun use your abilities um, and combine the two together is just it's just been nothing short of fantastic. Um, it's just fun to just kind of load up and just shoot some aliens in the face, you know. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, diving in because Bungie was already a household name, and then started getting involved in some smaller clans, some smaller communities, and then just really started enjoying the the community aspect of it, and you know, building, maintaining relationships, and being able to tackle those. You know, the quote unquote end game experiences, the raids, the nightfalls, like old school D1 nightfalls, which were brutal. And then, of course, now we have GMs, um, and, you know, master raids, dungeons, master dungeons, like all this stuff where it really like, I think in order to really enjoy it at its at its best, you you have to do it in a in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so which then kind of further bolsters that community mindset and really kind of building and maintaining relationships with people. So absolutely. Like, do you find yourself, do you find yourself not only in Destiny, but also in other games seeking out harder difficulty? I do. It's funny. Yeah. yeah, Because of Destiny. Yeah. And it wasn't always like that. Um, I kind of just went with, you know, went with the, 
the flow of things in Destiny. And I was like, okay, like we're going to do some raids, like this, that, or the other. I didn't really know anything about like low mans or like doing like the, like the pinnacle peak hardest kind of stuff or really challenging myself until really about the last two or three years in Destiny when like GMs came out. Um, I was kind of like, I was an okay raider. Like I would raid with some friends, you know, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern was always our like scheduled raid time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I'd raid once a week, but I was never really like that. I didn't really care about like kind of pushing or challenging myself to do harder stuff or to like to do more challenging challenges. If that, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, until about, you know, a year or two ago. And and then, you know, as I started to meet more people that had that mindset of like, okay, we're proficient at this. How do we, how do we then kind of spread our proficiency to others and say, Hey, like I'm not the two mile horn, but like, I know what I'm doing here. I'm kind of good at this. If you're not mm-hmm. comfortable with it, let me take you under my wing and let's, let's get you comfortable, like doing whatever you want to do, whether it's a raid, whether it's a GM, whether it's, uh, like, uh, you guys know, Bergen, Bergen star, uh, buddy yeah. of mine, like we've started doing low man helps where we'll take people into trio raids and be like, Hey, if you want to experience this, like it's, it's challenging, but it's fun. And it kind of shows you like really what you, it kind of pushes you to your limit to see like how, how, you know, how hard a content can I push myself through or what mm-hmm. can I do to make up where, you know, others may not uh, be able to perform. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, that's where we're at right now with the GMs. I think we're starting, starting some GM helps tonight. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's just awesome. And it's super rewarding. Like, I love the fact that when somebody, you know, somebody that hasn't previously done something either reaches out to us or, you know, says, Hey, I want to do this. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's go, let's knock it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get it done. And just some, you know, sometimes when you get that reaction where it's just like, Oh my God, that was so amazing. Like, I can't yeah. believe I did that. It's like, yeah, you did. Like it's, you got it. You nailed it. Like just, you, you know, try not to doubt yourself so much. Just put a little bit of confidence in there yeah. and you got it. So build up that confidence just a little bit. That was yeah. um, my buddy Chase. Um, last season, he hit up the the Sherpa. We have a Sherpa board in the Discord server. So, like, if anybody is like, "Hey, I need," I would like to get this. I would like to get help with this. Um, they can post in there, and we we can see what we can do. Um, Chase had posted a little bit later in the season to do Conqueror when not nobody in the server had the note anymore and it was like two weeks out from like the end so it was like dude had you like had you asked like six weeks ago we'd definitely be all over it for you but uh unfortunately the time being time and uh last night so last night i was like hey like chase you're going to come with me we're gonna grab somebody and we're gonna we're gonna try to knock out conquer in a day for you because he's never earned it before and we got through two. We got through Warden and Insight Terminus, probably the easier of the GMs this season. But he came out of it with like, oh, yeah, like we knocked those out very quickly. And like it, you can tell that it built confidence in him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like yeah. such a sweet feeling. To it really point. is. It really is. Um, I look back to um, Bona and I, I think it was when Val or class i can't remember what the raid was but uh we were doing um you know guides sherpas helps carries whatever you want to call it um one day and somebody had come into his his chat and was saying hey you know um i'm deaf i really want to get this done but i can't hear so like i'm not going to be able to like hear you say anything or like it's going to be hard for me to communicate and we're like like we got you that's we got text (laughs) chat like we're good we got it and thanks uh, it was 
It was Val. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, it was Val. Because I remember we got done uh, with the Rolk fight, and, like, they were they were just fucking ecstatic. <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to cuss? Oh, yeah. They, they were, Say whatever you want. <laughs> they were, they were like, ecstatic uh, that they were able to go through and experience that. Uh, you know, with relative ease, there was a little bit of hiccups, but that's part of the learning curve. I mean, yeah. we were, we were kind of going on the fly too, to be like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to approach this encounter? Um, how are we going to make sure that the appropriate information is relayed from both sides? And, uh, but it was so much fun. And then just, you know, seeing their reaction afterwards was just, I mean, that's the, that's the cherry on top. Like, that's why I like to think, I mean, I would hope that that's why people do any kinds of helps or Sherpas carries, whatever is, you know, to, you know, you're just helping people, you're helping people experience mm -hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, there was, um, what was it back in the day? It was a uh, service streamer. I guess it's, I guess it's current now. Like, yeah. And that kind of got, um, for a time there that, that kind of got like a dirty name. Like, Oh, you just, you just a service streamer. Like that yeah. kind of thing. And th there is something to it though. It's like, I, well, I am in service to my community on this thing, but that also builds, um, interesting stories for not only me to tell, but also for them to tell. Um, and it's, it's really building a community, finding a way of, of building a community around helps, which is what you've done for yourself as well. Yeah. Like with the fundament, like what, what have your experiences been in helping to run that community? So, um, I guess for those that don't know, like the fundament is a, it's a destiny clan that myself and, um, J man, the J man we put together, um, gosh, we're going on three years now. Mm -hmm. Um, well, two and a half, but, um, like we came together and we were like, Hey, we want to put together a community of like, like-minded end game focused individuals. Jay is very much like trials, PVP, like the dudes of sweat. Um, and I was like, you you bring the the PvP mindset and that that expertise to the mix, and then I'll bring the PvE side of the house, um, and we'll kind of like try and build this community that, like, yeah, sure, it has some 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 smaller content creators in it, yeah. Um, and the focus is not to not necessarily to build as a content creator, but to build a community, overall like larger community that has that shared mindset of like helping other people. So. Um, we started kind of small. We pulled in a couple other people, Dizzy, Starkiller, um, Bona, um, and Crazy T. And we're like, kind of like the power, like the, the head honchos, if you will, the admins yeah. of the group. Um, and then we just started kind of blowing up. You know, we had a couple different charity events that we ran, uh, both PVE and PVP. Um, and now it's gotten to the point where I, I, never, I never really thought I'd be a part of a kind of a discord that has... An LFG because in a lot of times people hear Destiny LFG and it's just like they cringe because you think either like yeah. big the big Destiny two LFG which is you know not to go down a rabbit hole but like can be oftentimes littered with a little bit of toxicity um, mm -hmm. and kind of elitism and um, and so it may get a bad rap saying you know LFG or like hey people come in our community it's like hey if you want to get something done like just ping the LFG. Um, can't necessarily like say like somebody will absolutely get to you know get to help you mm -hmm. um what we always recommend is like if you want to really get something done like post in there and say hey this is what i want to do does anybody have time to help me set this up and then yeah. you know somebody will say like yeah sure either i can hop on now or like hey let's set something up like what time works best for you yeah um and it's been really cool to see that like just before i don't, I don't know it was like an hour ago like somebody posted in there i was like hey i need to anybody want to help me with a, a regular dungeon boss checkpoint i was like 
I got time. <laughs> jumped in, knocked out a quick checkpoint, said, all right, GG's. See you later. I'm, I'm seeing that based on my internet stalking. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just cool to, 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 to be a part of that. So yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on the season so far in Destiny 2 when it comes to um, difficulty and activity? I like it. Uh, so the seasonal activity, I've, t- I've taken kind of like off and on breaks this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like many others, I've I've gotten to the point where it's not necessarily like Destiny burnout, but mm-hmm. um, I've always been a big advocate for having, you know, other outlets. If you're going to be, if you're wanting a game and Destiny's not doing it for you, like have another game to play on the side or two mm-hmm. or three, whatever. Um, but don't just sit there and play, play it if you're not enjoying it. And there were times where I was like, man, I don't really want to play Destiny right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of come and gone from the season, but from what I have seen, um, I really like the seasonal activity. I think it's a little long. Yeah. Um, but overall, like the difficulty, perfect. Um, I love that, that like kind of contest modifier light mindset, um, that challenges people a little bit more instead of just, you know, past seasonal activities where it's like, okay, yeah, we got to bring champion mods, but we're just going to steamroll them anyways. Right. Um, now, you know, I feel like it offers a lot more people a challenge. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's definitely something that Destiny and Bungie are, I'm hoping that they lean more, more into in the future. Um, I know there's been so many gripes over the, over the years about like the pinnacle grind or like mm-hmm. the play loop of like, all right, let me go do my destiny charge for the week. I got to yeah. log in and do my three strikes and do my three crucial matches. I got to put on my artifact mods so yeah. I can <laughs> take out these these champs and yeah. this master nightfall. And and now I think I'm hoping that it's a continued move in the direction of like just letting people like truly play the way they want to play. If they mm-hmm. if they want to play, you know, if they want to do strikes, go live in the strike playlists and then if you know go do nightfalls or raids or do whatever. If you want to play PVP, Bless your heart right now. Uh, <laughs> go live in the crucible. <laughs> go live in trials. Uh, if that's if that's what gets it done for you, hey, like more power to you. That's a whole nother conversation yeah. to have about PvP. But um and I, it's funny because we had t- I've talked to some friends of mine before about like, okay, if that's what you really sh- wanted to do, like maybe Bungie just looks at like, you know, those three the three playlist activities, Crucible, uh, Vanguard, and Gambit. There's three pinnacles there. You get one pinnacle for every three completions of an activity. Why not just put three pinnacles in the core playlist activities? And if yeah. you want to do nine strikes, you get a pinnacle every three strikes. Yeah. Just lets people play the way they want to play instead of forcing them into playlists, which brings other arguments about like, well, then it may affect, you know, the crucible population or the yeah. gambit population. Um, and that's true. I don't I don't pretend to have all the answers. I'm just a guy that likes to run through strikes yeah, and exactly. You're shoot a- aliens in the face. <laughs> You're a guy who doesn't like Crucible or game. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I dabble. Okay, so I dabble. Actually, so I, I skipped Iron Banner this time, but I was just because mm-hmm. I had other stuff going on. And, uh, but like, I play Iron Banner every season. I'll occasionally dive into some Crucible. Gambit, I play for the bounties, or if there's something that I really want there, but more often than not, I skip it. I really miss Gambit Prime days. Yeah. Because um, I loved Gambit back then, like a lot of people. Um, and I know Crucible definitely needs some love. And some new maps, but damn, Gambit needs some new maps too. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. were doing. Uh, I think it was the clan bounties the other day, where it was like complete ten Gambit matches. So you're gonna mm-hmm. do that on three characters. You gotta do it. You gotta play thirty matches. Yep. It's like that's a lot of Gambit in a week, let alone mm-hmm. a day. I think we did twenty matches of Gambit, and by like the last four or five, I was like, man, I can't right. do another character. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, can't do it. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, like sitting there playing video games with, with buds. So yeah, 
Yeah, you're having a laugh. The whole thing. Yeah. What was it? Um, Mecha. So Mechatron during the Gambit episode, she said that like Gambit's kind of like the um, <laughs> there. There's the there's the meme of the mom picking up like the kid from the pool and the other one, the other one in the corner drowning. Yeah. They're like crucible is the kid getting picked up out of the pool while Gambit's like f- sitting there flailing its arms. Uh-huh. Uh, that, and that was last season. So <laughs> still, still nothing really new about it, this one, but um, yeah, that's uh, I've, I, I, I'm same boat with iron banner. I think I played like three matches or something like that. And then that was it. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't really go too hard into it. I did the I did the ten matches of Gambit on one character so far, and I was like, and okay, all right, I like get that. Thank you, thank you, game. Check the box there. Mm-hmm. I am <laughs> thankful that some of the seasonal um, the seasonal uh, uh, triumphs, a lot of the Gambit ones are like right out the gate <clears throat> this time around, which is I think is a good change. But yeah. Yeah, that's always nice coming towards the trail end of the season. Like if you do any kind of bounty prepping mm-hmm. uh, and you're like knocking those 10, those 10 Gamma games out for a bounty, you're going to knock out most, if not all those seasonal triumphs, you know, within yeah. a couple games. So kind of pays quick. to wait off. If you really don't want to like spend a whole lot of time in the playlist, like being kind of smart, smart targeted farming, um, this definitely comes into play there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, so, and I know you're, you're kind of, you, you and Bana, when I when I think when I think of GMs, I think of you and Bana, uh, specifically together. <laughs> Not necessarily apart. I just think of you guys as a t- as a team together. Um, and we just had those drop yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys went in with Demon Joe, and it looks like you guys had a pretty smooth sailing time with it, uh, according to your activities that that are showing on uh, Bray.tech. Tech. Um, what were your experiences with getting conqueror this this season um honestly it's it feels like it feels kind of like a check the box thing Mm -hmm. um because it's just kind of like all right we're gonna guild conquer just to you know get our get our different colored name to appear above our our character's head um or if people you know if you're looking to flex like oh i'm gilded conqueror seven or flawless seven you know whatever Mm -hmm. like there's that aspect of it, but it just kind of like, I don't know. It's the thing to do. It's like GMs are out. It's like, okay, let's knock them all out in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, that way it's kind of like we, we took care of ours. We got our stuff done first. And then now we can look out to like helping other people and like, Hey, whatever you need, like we got you. Um, it doesn't matter what we run, what we do. Um, and honestly, like I had a fun time. I always do. Um, typically I'll always, typically I always run with Bona at, at GM reset. Um, mm-hmm. and then we rotate out, um, a third party just to kind of keep things fresh. And, um, it's just always a good time. It's fun because it's kind of different. I like to think we're running a little bit stacked so we can have more fun with it. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I wanted, wanted to do this last, last season. We had Chrismo with us and he ran, he ran behemoth the whole time um, and said it was a ton of fun. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the, the dude throwing stasis crystals down everywhere. So I ran behemoth the whole time yeah. and I had an absolute fucking blast. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I love, I, I, I'll be the first to say like, I play all three, all three classes. I'll play any subclass. Like I like to think I'm proficient in pretty much anything. Um, maining a Titan, obviously, 
Um, and uh, but man, stasis is just it's so strong and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I giggled my way through six <laughs> GMs, just chucking ice down and just yeah, it was so much fun. What in particular about that class, like at, outside of just chucking crystals and everything, what were you building into to make it like the most fun for you? Um, I just spammy abilities. I mean, that's the name <laughs> of the game in Destiny. It's yeah. it's you know space magic mixed with with good with good solid gunplay. And mm-hmm. um, I you know I was I was rocking a Horfrost Z, so my and the tier ten resilience. I have an ice wall every you know fifteen twenty seconds. Holy shit! Um, and then. Between that, uh, I forget. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the the aspect that lets you slide and create the crystals uh, with your melee. Oh yeah. But, so that, and then I've got either a glacial wall just for an, a third batch of stasis crystals, or I was running a dust field with overload grenades, and mm-hmm. uh, I literally just nonstop spamming ice everywhere. <laughs> and awesome. it's I didn't I didn't really think about it until afterwards, and and I've caught some flack for running for running behemoth and raids. Um, <laughs> Because I like to have a little bit of fun, yeah. And I'll throw I'll throw the occasional stasis crystal in front of somebody when they're running and just run past them giggling. As um, you do, right, Seth? Like you gotta have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, I think most notably there was uh you know in, in Vault of Glass when you know you go through the portal as you go to Venus or Mars and you gotta come back out. Um, I have been known to I've only done it once, maybe twice, where I know people are coming out of the portal and I'll chuck a, a glacier grenade in front of that. <laughs> that door so they just walk out and they just they're stuck because they can't go anywhere is their stasis crystals like what the what the fuck is going on i'm like "Ah, i got you i'm just messing with you and i'll blow them up (laughs) but it's just it's just it's just fun you know everybody's Mm -hmm. so many people will harp so much and i see this a lot in comment sections whether it's on youtube tiktok twitter they'll be like oh you could have done that faster or oh why didn't you more optimal why didn't you use this gun? Why are you yeah. using that gun? Why aren't? Why are you only? Uh, recently, we did a a one phase on the harpy boss in the dungeon with, with the new uh, glaive. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was incredible. And <laughs> somebody somebody commented on it. They're like, "God, I'm so sick and tired of seeing people doing the wrong melee combo on the glaive." And I was like, "Whoa, dude! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't use a glaive that often, but I mean, we one phased a boss with it, so it's it's got to work pretty well." I was mashing like, buttons. How could I be wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, just, I was just pressing C W. I was holding W and just mashing C like the melee. Like I don't know. Were they thinking? The were they thinking of like the shield? Like the shield? Yeah, I, guess, I guess you can like you can like you can like well with the glaive. I guess you can hold block. I haven't I haven't tried it out yes. yet because. But you can like hold block with the shield and yeah. melee, and it, it, it like does it faster or it something. Does it, or there's it like does a, like a two tap. So instead yeah. of a three, yeah. Instead of the three. Which I You're didn't just smack know. it I twice. I don't. I don't use glaives all that often. So I was like, "Well, how dare you, me, hater? Not know that." <laughs> part of me was like, "Hey, man, thanks for letting me know." Like, I didn't know this shit. I never used a glaive. Like, thank you. And the other half of me was like, "Fuck you, guy. Like, <laughs> why you got to be a dick about it?" Like, I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun. That, I, there's there's that there's that old meme of like uh some it's it's like a hand drawn cartoon of, of people sitting on a couch playing TV and there's somebody behind them screaming, "Stop having fun!" Yeah, like. That is the image that comes in, into my mind when I see comments like that, wherever, either either on my stuff or on other people's stuff, where they're like, "Man, why, why are you doing that?" Like, ah, it's like, who fucking cares, man? They're having fun. Like, let them have yeah. fun. That's it's a video game. Let them have fun. That's the thing about like the broader community, right? Like, you have all sorts of people who who have all different sorts of ideas of what fun is, yeah. <laughs> and like they, the sense of humor. On, on some of them is is a little 
half-baked sometimes when it's like well i did it because i could because the game allowed me to that's fun it's fun to watch i mean i watched the um i've brought this up a few times here uh so if you're at home take a shot um the the feline seven seven minute and 40 world record run that they did which i think has already been broken um but some of the stuff that they do in there is kind of wacky it's it's not it doesn't look necessarily look like it's game breaking it's just they're going as fast as they can they're using trace rifles and everything which before this season a lot of people may have like probably like shit on um but and because my community deleted my vault i've been on the (laughs) i've been on the side of like oh i have to use what i what i have now which isn't a lot (laughs) to go through and run stuff i i still have some things because my characters had had stuff kind of like tucked away not on purpose but had it tucked away all the same and but like what was the grenade launcher that i used it was uh i purchased a deafening whisper from zur probably last week because i'm like i've been getting into waveframes again yeah or, like getting into waveframes i was never a huge fan of them and then like i got the one from Val, and i was like oh i kind of like this so i've been on the lookout for more of them when they pop up especially since i need to fill in spots on my my kit now yeah picked that one up it was 1350 yesterday brought it up to 1590 and took it in for go. just about every gm that we ran and it Hell was yeah. so much fun oh yeah Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's funny you say uh waveframes. Um so a, a I wouldn't imagine this to ever be on anybody's radar really for running GMs, kind of like a deafening whisper. Yeah. Um I was using I used a dead messenger in all six GMs yesterday. Yeah. Somebody um, said which, yesterday that that would probably be kind of useful. Yeah, like it's it's a waveframe. It shoots out, you know, the the three different the the wave in three different directions. But on top of that, it pairs so well with stasis because I can throw down a stasis, a glacier grenade or my stasis wall and then mm-hmm. shoot a grenade at the ground and it shatters all the crystals, which does big <laughs> AOE damage. So literally, that's what I was doing. I've got I took so many like short clips yesterday of me just like either bombarding a champion like I'd run up to a barrier champion. I just hit him with a glacier grenade, shatter it, hit him with the slide melee, <laughs> freeze him again, shatter it, hit him with my stasis wall, shatter it. Throw another grenade down because I've got it back by then. Shatter it and just like just dumping ice and throwing you know the waveframe at him. And it was it's yeah waveframes are a ton of fun. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people like if anybody was ever watch if anybody's watching Bona or Joe's streams and they just saw like some behemoth titan come like sprinting up, sweat beating down down my forehead, <laughs> like just chucking ice everywhere, yeah. and then shooting the ground with a waveframe. They're probably just kind of standing off the side, being like, "Look at this fucking idiot!" <laughs> but it worked and it was fun. So Look like. At this- Lovely fucking idiot. Look at this Titan. <laughs> I was using Anarchy a lot yesterday too. Oh yeah. Um that was we we were running uh Birthplace of the Vile. And that's what that's when I pulled that out probably the hardest. Um because I felt like it did it did adequate work to the unstops. It kept mm. the tick damage on them, so I could tuck it I I could tuck Anarchy away, do like hit an overload with a, with my scout, and then when while the unstop was coming out of it, I could bring anarchy back out and it would ping them for the unstop again. Yep. So like it was, it was just enough of like a, it it was the, it was my equivalent of a trick shot. 
It was like, there you oh, go. Yeah, look at <laughs> look at what I can do, huh? Huh? <laughs> this is worthwhile, maybe only this season. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you gotta enjoy it and you gotta have fun with it. I mean, Anarchy is one of those guns that when you know when it took that little bit of a nerf, like often happens, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, it's nerfed. Yeah, and they just Get out put of here. it away. Like, never, not gonna use it. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, that's that's awesome. I was kind of guilty of that, like until this season when I was like, oh, Same. grenade launchers are back. Like I'm I'm gonna be using that more. Like because yeah. I'm probably like you, I've been using Wither Horde a lot yep. in in-game activities. And that is a fine gun. It is a fine weapon for getting things done. But I mean, you use one p- piece of kit all the time. It's you, you start to like get into a fl- like not really like a flow. You, you kind of like get into a rut with it. Yeah, it's just it gets kind of stale the way I look at it. It's just kind of like you get the stale loadout where it's like, all right, I'm running Wither Horde, you know, the uh, the Mita, Mita Mini Tool, mm-hmm. SMG, and Cataclysmic with Bait and Switch. It's like, all right, that's what I'm running. Like That's what everybody runs. It's <laughs> like, it's cool. It's great. It works yeah. very well. Um, but like you said, it's just kind of like, yeah. it just kind of stagnates after a while. You're like, all right. Mm-hmm. Just going through the motions. And I think that plays into, that can play into like the mindset of a of a Destiny player where they're just like, I'm just no zero creativity in my loadout. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use what I'm being told is what's the best to use. Um, and I'm going to go from there. Yeah. Which can then be, it can either be, you know, wildly successful for some and other people can struggle because it's not like they're not either. They're not used to it or it's not their play style or, mm-hmm. you know, just not, it's like sitting there and cycling through my weapons so I can proc, you know, bait and switch on my linear fusion rifle. Some people will be like, that's, I don't like that. It's boring. Like, yeah, I just want to go in with a, Falling guillotine and just spin to win. Like, <laughs> let me just let me just find you know, a way go, to win. Go Beyblade a boss real quick. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. What do you feel outside of Dead Messenger? What do you feel would be fun weapons to use in GMs this season? Um, let me actually look at my. Let me pull up Dim real quick. I've got a bunch of them on me. Um. So I've been a massive advocate for um, the Stasis Fusion Rifle Riptide okay. uh, since it came out. Uh, I can roll with Chill Clip. And uh, so the top two or the top half of the magazine can freeze a target when you hit it twice. So it only has to hit one bolt from two successive um, charges from the weapon and you can freeze a target. So I, ever since it came out, like I t- I've taken it into Master King's Fall and I've sat there and I've just bullied anti-barrier champions. I'm before we start the encounter, everybody's like, you got anti-barrier on? And I'm like, no, but I got Riptide. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, so Riptide with Show Clip is just, uh, it's just, it's near and dear to my heart. Because it's so, like, it's so different. It's so, it kind of breaks that that mindset of, like, that lock and key mindset of, oh, I have to have a barrier weapon. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Show Clip works just as good. And there are other Show Clip weapons out there that work. Just Riptide's a rapid fire, so it, it freezes faster. Um, let's see, Riptide. Um truth teller it's an old um avoid uh breach load grenade launcher mm-hmm. auto loading blinding um but it fits the bill of the season for yeah. unstop and that it was... does uh we can clear so and it's got blinding grenades i've got a solar one with it too uh with the same same loadout um, was that season of the arrivals or previous i think yeah i'm looking at the symbol of it now i think it's got that little circle with the pyramid ship on mm-hmm. it. that's arrivals right yeah I'm terrible about remembering <laughs> uh, seasonal names and or icons, but I think, yeah, I think you're right. 
um, Salvager Salvo. I've just been kind of like breaking some old ones out. I used um, Explosive Personality a little bit. Again, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about waveframes, the old solar waveframe uh, from is that Season of the Dawn. What was the one with the sundial? Can't I remember. I think so. I think that was Season of the Dawn. Um, yes, that one was Martyrs. The one you're talking about was uh, the PSYOPs. That was, that's right. that, was, that was Martyrs Retribution, old Marty's. I still have... I catch a lot of flack for this because I have some like <laughs> sunset guns in my vault that mm -hmm. I refuse to get rid of. Marty's is one of them. Well, the Martyrs you want to see my vault? You're going <laughs> you're gonna, to you're gonna like it. I have... like People give me flack all the time too. I should show you the old weapons I have. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'm, I like them. Shut up. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I have... My waking vigil that I farmed menagerie an ungodly amount of hours for because uh, I refused to get rid of it because I farmed so long yeah. for it. Uh, Jack was it Jack Queen King the hand cannon from Curse of Osiris yeah. I still have with demo swash because it's just such a unique role. Um, I still have my midnight coup. I refuse to delete that even <laughs> though I can pull it from collections. Our walk through haters museum. <laughs> I still have my okay. mountaintop. I still have my mountaintop and recluse only for the kill kill track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still There's, have my Ostringer because I refused to get rid of the original one, even though I made a new one, yeah. crafted it and everything. I refuse to get rid of it. That's dedication right there. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, the, there's been a lot of information and misinformation being put out about the bump in the night rocket recently. Mm -hmm. um, I know court was talking about court put out like a, an infographic, I believe. And I know that there had been a lot of conversation about it. Uh, for the folks at home who may not know, why don't you like kind of break down some of that? So uh, I don't, I don't pretend to know everything. Um, I actually use Quartz uh, Doc a lot. We mm -hmm. you know refer to it as the sacred text. Um, it's it's just got so much information, whether it's buffs, debuffs, how to properly stack stuff. Um, I still don't understand all of it because a lot of it is you know additive versus multiplicative. Mm -hmm. What stacks versus what? So I, I have it actually saved as one of my one of my favorites. So I keep it pulled up often. Um, but uh, so bump in the night is a stasis rocket launcher that was uh, craftable. Solar three point season. Yeah, uh, yeah, season and, of haunted. Yes, and you know when it came out, everyone was like, "Oh, it's got chill clip on it." That's interesting, and it became you know people found out that chill clip procs with the wolf pack rounds from Galahorn. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was, I don't remember if exactly if it was like, if it was quote unquote broken when it first came out and they had to tune it. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it kind of, it, it made a little bit of noise on the destiny radar, destiny community radar for a little while. And then just kind of faded away. Um, and then just recently, like two or three weeks ago, I think it was above put out a video about it. Um, and then G miners put another video about it, you know, breaking down how how many bump in the nights would choke clip actually work most effectively versus like you know an explosive light hothead adept um kind of min maxing you know the pushing the numbers there i'm not really a big numbers guy i don't pretend to be yeah um i just go off I'm, i let them I'm, I'm a results driven person mm -hmm. um and uh so i i looked at a lot of this information i was like huh i, I crafted two bump in the nights back that season because i wanted one with auto loading chill clip and one with field prep chill clip um because i'm a masochist and i like <laughs> crafting a bunch of different roles so i don't yeah. have to re-roll them um and so i started using that one in, in gm's pairing with paired it with behemoth and i had a ton of fun um we used it last week um or i used it last week we did a, a one phase of the the new dungeon uh wyvern boss perseus or however you pronounce it um yeah. and i used the demo chill clip bump of the night and i had people 
commenting on on posts about it being like why are you using that like it's not really that good it's like all these people are putting these videos up out about why it's not really that good and i'm like yeah but it's one of a few rocket launchers that you can um have demo on and you can craft it so like yeah, yeah okay it may not be like quote unquote best in slot to use you know with every build but like pairing it with a starfire protocol warlock build that spam grenades anyways like mm -hmm. it's just insanely well for anybody that doesn't have access to a demolitionist rocket launcher because they haven't had it drop from playlist activities i know this last iron banner there was a uh the roar of the bear solar or solar uh, rocket launcher can now roll demolitionist and lasting impact which is yeah. which is huge a lot of people were playing iron banner just for that which i will be next time yeah. um just to have it um again because i'm a masochist and my <laughs> vault has rolls rolls of weapons that i i'm like yeah that, that could work in like point zero five percent of situations right so we'll you know we'll have we'll still we'll put that one away to collect dust for a little while um but it's another classic case of you know yes the numbers are there um so it's not depending on how you use it it can be really good or it can be not um but at the end of the day like i had a lot of fun using it and i even when i was using it in fire teams without galahorn i still would use it because it has demo on it so i yeah. it fits my play style so if so what would be like two or three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody um to help them find like find a build within their play style that's a good question um i mean for starters you got to know what like what do you what do you want out of the build what do you do you want to be able to take it into grandmaster nightfalls you want to take into raids you just want to kind of casually roll around and do public events or patrols like you know mm -hmm. what do you what do you want the build for um because there are so many strong builds out there that you can use i mean each each class and each subclass has so many different options of something you can use in, in you know in the end game whether it's gms or or uh or raids so really like what what do you want the build for and then after that you know what weapons do you like using um some weapons work better with builds than others. Um, some of them, unfortunately, like you'll have to play like I know, like a Starfire Protocol Warlock, like the quote unquote best, you know, best in slot, you use a Wither Horde because as it ticks damage while you're standing in a well or an empowering rift, you're getting your grenade energy back, which then, mm -hmm. you know, it, it creates that synergy. So there are some weapons that will you'll be not forced into using, but if you're not using, you're limiting the build. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, kind of figuring out what weapons you enjoy. And then, I don't know. I guess what class you like. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really hard to say because it just depends on what you mean. Like I've had people come up to me and they'd be like, "Hey, I really want to I really want to put together a build for GMs. Like, can you help me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Like, let's. I'll jump in a a, a call with them and I'll say, okay, what do you like? What what do you want? Like, what what do you mean?'" And they're like, "Oh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm a Titan main. I'm like, okay, um, what do you currently enjoy using? Oh, I like using." You know, Lorley Splendor Helm or uh, Helm of Saint Fourteen or you know whatever, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, we can either make a build with that, or I can show you some that are really strong and see if you have the exotics, and then we can build around it like that. Um, but at the end of the day, if the individual isn't comfortable playing it, I wouldn't say I uh, don't use it. Like, yeah, like there are Titan mains that could come to me and say, hey, I want to, I want to be able to solo solo GMs, and I'm like, hey, that's great. These are your best bets probably going to be on like a Void or an Arc Hunter. Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable with something like that? Or do you want to try it on Titan? They'll be like, 
yeah, sure. I want to try it on Hunter. So I'm like, Hey, you know, try these builds or no, I want to, I want to stick to, to Titan because that's, I'm comfortable on it and I think I can do it. And I'm like, okay, it might be a little bit more difficult, but you know, I will guide you to like what, you know, what I think you uh, would work well for you. Um, so kind of just having an open mind because there really are some, and I, I'm still guilty of it too. Like this season, I don't, I haven't really played a whole lot of Hunter the last couple of seasons. And um, this season I've, Played a lot more than I think the other two classes because I've been on Drift Falcon's Hauberk. Yeah. I've just been having so much fun just going in Viz and making everything volatile. And it's just, it's so good. And yeah. it's, it's different than what I would normally play. Uh, but I've been having a blast. So uh, it's kind of, kind of adds a fourth one to it there, but just kind of, you know, enjoying, enjoying what you play. Yeah. That was, that was one of the big conversations today, too. Um, Cause like I said earlier, like today was like the build crafting evolved. Um, article came out from Bungie, uh, but there was also a hot fix that went out today uh, that addressed the retrofit. Yep. Um, and how volatile rounds uh, were were affecting DPS, and I guess it has hit D- retrofit pretty hard. Um, which which I that. am okay. So I'm I'm a little bit I'm super bummed about actually because I had a I had a, a retrofit drop with target lock. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I, hadn't, I haven't crafted it yet. Um, and because I took a little bit of a break and I wasn't doing like my seasonal stuff or like getting my weekly red frame from the EXO frame, yeah. um, I don't have it crafted yet. And last week and this week, I was like, all right, I got to make sure I log in. I make sure I get enough uh, umbral energy so I can get my one red frame of the machine gun so I can try and take some of the RNG out of being able to craft it. And uh, I bought my fourth fourth one yesterday and then days notes come out and they're like hey by the way uh we're nerfing that yeah so i'm like all right well i guess i'll let that fifth frame drop organically uh <laughs> they knew fu- like it's yeah it's, <laughs> so here's uh, somebody i i mean i tweeted about it uh, just a, a snippet of the uh, like the screenshot of the 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 one sentence the one liner about you know how they're they're fixing uh how volatile rounds interact with retrofit and uh Hold on, let me let me actually pull it up because I don't want to misspeak. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what does it say? Fix an issue where volatile detonations triggered at a higher than expected cadence. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, I'm going to test it out first, which is a great mindset to have because yeah. just because something, you know, got changed a little bit or, dare I say, nerfed, doesn't mean it's not going to be good. It's the anarchy um, thing. Yeah. So yeah. in my responses, I'm sure it'll be just as good. Maybe not. Maybe not quite as good, but it'll still be very good. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bummed, but yeah, I I, I knew. I like when I started seeing people just absolutely. <laughs> I think it was uh, it was either Sneaky Beaver or somebody who was uh, that typically does like the when something is new and and broken or you know overpowered, strong, yeah. whatever. Um, they take it and they one phase every raid boss and dungeon boss with it. And I was watching this video and I'm like, God damn, this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got people trying to tell me like, nah, that's working as intended. I'm like, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something seems off about this one. I don't yeah, know what it is. The, e- the ease of use and the efficiency of it is just like, I mean, I know stuff like that exists and can work really well. Like you look at the old uh, um, pre-nerf uh, warm gods for Titans. Like there was Titans out there, yeah. you know, one shield bashing Riven. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's very clearly like kind of broken, but it also takes an extreme amount of setup. Whereas with your Falcons and Retrofit, it was like, let yeah, me was- just do what all hunters do best and go invis and then start shooting. And I can, yeah. 
I can win. It was a gin and tonic of a, <laughs> of a setup. <laughs> Two ingredients really needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else is just extra. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I want to get some of your thoughts on on this build crafting thing before we move into like some of the questions that were asked. Um, yeah. So yeah, we haven't really had a ton of time to look at this article uh, to the point where I'm actually going to drop this in a message to you in case you don't have it pulled up. I've, I'm looking at it right. Now. Literally, uh, I pulled it up while I was getting like the camera and everything ready for this. And I was gotcha. like, just this just dropped. I don't have time to read through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're t- like the loadout screen looks cool. Like it, it looks very much like the customized screen needed needed to exist needed to walk so that this thing could run and um if you're familiar with the ui for for updating your look it should look very um should look very familiar to you um the big things that came out of this article just from my brief sweep i'll probably i'll probably do a more in-depth read of it after we get done with this um but they are the first one for me, the one that stuck out like a sore thumb to me, match game is being removed from high difficulty activities. And we're making a few tweaks to how you can do damage to different types of shields. Uh, base shield resistance, non-matching damage types across the entire game is being adjusted to 50% similar to how Gambit is now. Um, not only that, but they're also like adjusting champions and we'll, like what triggers them. And so the, we have the abilities now which we talked about a little bit earlier, like that kind of Pokemon dance of this thing breaks, this thing breaks, this thing. Uh, And then uh, armor change mods. So artifice armor will have an extra slot that, that boosts uh, up to three of one stat uh, to round out your build and um, artifice or artifact mods will now just be passive. So you'll unlock them and they'll just, be available to you regardless of if they're socketed in or not. Um, what uh, this has only been out a couple hours at this point. What are your initial thoughts looking at this thing? I mean, there's a lot to, it seems like minimal changes, but there's a lot of, there's a lot to process there across all those. Um, I mean, match game, getting rid of match game and, and or kind of tweaking how, how, you know, we'll approach different elemental shields is interesting. I've never, I've never really been too miffed with match game as a as a modifier because I, I'm probably of the minority that thinks that something like champions and match game it it yes it forces you into a loadout but what it does is it also makes you like you have to really tailor your loadout for an activity mm-hmm. um, and I, I I go back and forth on this because I do I do like that I do like being kind of like forced into like okay you have to really think about what you're doing and you really have to like if you want to do this 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 pinnacle, this, this apex, this peak level activity, like you have to really think about what you're doing. And I like that. Um, but at times also, I mean, like you heard me saying earlier, I like to just kind of yeah. run through stuff and throw stasis everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm kind of a kind of mixed emotions about it. It's uh, probably just kind of indifferent personally. Um, I think it's a good change overall because it'll make things a little bit more, more tolerable for a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, I know I've, I've heard oftentimes, People groan when match game is um, a modifier mm-hmm. um, or when they go into GMs, it's like, all right, well, 
yeah, there's, you know, there's Void, Arc, and Solar Shields. Well, I've got Arbalists, so I've got them all covered, and I've got Anti-Barrier covered. So yeah. that will, I think it'll kind of take away from that in a good in a good sense, where people won't be so closely tied to something like Arbalist, um, because while it's such a good anti-barrier weapon already, it's also fantastic for breaking any elemental shields. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, it's, it's a no-brainer, best in slot, um, in the kinetic slot there. Um, so I'll be interested to see, like, what it does to providing people more freedom when it comes to selecting their loadouts. Um, I think, so yeah, I guess probably be a pretty good change. Mm-hmm. Um, champions, I'm I'm super stoked. I like to take everything I read in any sort of um, pre-release article from Bungie or TWAB, patch notes, whatever. I like to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll look at it and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. We'll see how, you know, the actual practical application of it is. Um so I, I mean just from glancing at this, I guess you can you can counter barrier champion shields with Yeah. Is this right? It says when using volatile rounds from your weapon, it will also pierce the barrier and stun the champion. When a player is radiant, their attacks pierce champion shields and stun them. Strand will also have a method of piercing barriers. Yeah, so by playing into the the quote unquote buff of the subclass, volatile mm-hmm. rounds, radiant or whatever strand is, like it elevates your your weapons to be able to tackle anti-barrier champions and just those. Whereas arc, I'm assuming being amplified yeah. or triggering jolts um, as does slowing with stasis. So stasis grenades, dust field grenades are going to be huge for overload champions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome because for so long, I'm sure you've seen it or heard it um, or anybody listening like has probably heard it that... that you know, deals with champions. Um, a lot of a lot of players have been upset because it's like they feel like they have to play with, with that seasonal champion mod. It's like yeah. I'm forced to use I'm forced to use pulse rifles for anti barrier this season. It's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of are. There's there's anti barrier exotics out there, mm-hmm. um, or there's stasis to freeze champion barrier champions as an example. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, if you want to deal with champions, you just kind of have to, you know, you have to use the weapon. Barriers and overloads. Overloads, you can just brute force. Barriers, you can brute force with stasis. Overloads are the only really ones where you have to have the mod, otherwise they heal. Mm-hmm. So I think the overload change is going to be huge. The other two are just kind of... Again, we'll just have to see what it looks like when yeah, it actually yeah. comes out. But I think I, I, I'm, I'm welcome to change. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, about how... Um, you know, and uh, Destiny is, is a game with an ever-evolving sandbox. Mm-hmm. And it can upset a lot of people. Yeah. Um, when their favorite thing or what they've enjoyed using the most gets either nerfed or becomes not as effective as it was before because the game is going in a different direction. And I think that's the wrong mindset to have. Um, with a game like Destiny, like I said, ever-evolving sandbox, you have to be okay a little bit with change mm-hmm. and realize that change is okay. What that does is that it allows you to explore other options in the game. Um you know, not to sound like a broken record, and we've hit on it before about how so many people get, you know, so like focused on this is my loadout, you know, my wither horde, my mini tool, and my cataclysmic. This is what I have to run. Um, that when it changes, it's almost like it's jarring for them, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, what do I do now? And then, of course, you know, they go to YouTube and they, you know, yeah, their favorite YouTuber will will tell them what to use, or they'll watch a Twitch stream. And their favorite Twitch streamer will be like, "Oh, this is what I'm using, and it's broken." Or they'll see a post on Twitter where somebody's yeah. using the glaive to one phase of the, uh, <laughs> a boss, and they're like, "I want to do that too. How do I do that?" Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited for changes. I mean, so um, I know Seth's just listening, but uh, when the when, I remember when the the Arc 3.0, what when the Arc 3.0, uh, the big the big um, patch notes came out about the Arc 3.0 changes. Uh, I went over that with uh, Pidge and Seth, and and I was just, I mean, all three of us were just so it's uh, so excited because it's it's mm-hmm. changes. I mean, the 3.0 subclass changes were huge, regardless, but. It's, you know, these huge sweeping changes that completely change up the way that you look at the game and the way that you look at what you're using on a day-to-day basis, um, or I guess can, because not everybody will look at it yeah. from like a, a build crafting mindset. But, you know, that's what this update, or at least these notes are all about is build crafting and how 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 to better um, customize how you're playing the game. Because uh, there's so many options out there. So I've, I've, I'm super, I'm super stoked. Can't wait. Okay. Heck yeah. Um, and the armor, let's see, armor charge mods. That's I, a lot to process there. I'm very much a visual person, so I'll be interested to see, like, once I get my hands on it, like, how how can I really, like... Tune this up? Yeah, tune it up. Hell yeah. Guys. Yes. Yes. We're going to we're gonna have to say goodbye to Warmind Cell mods. Yes. I saw something about that in one of the chats I'm in. Somebody was like, oh, rip Warmind so, Cells, which I'm I'm big bummed about. I loved Warmind I'm Cells. I'm very big bummed, too. I get it. <laughs> they nerfed them to the ground, but they're still fun to use. They're not oh, great, yeah. but they're fun to use. And then they said uh, it's around the balancing act. They said an example of mods that aren't coming along for the ride are Warmind Cells. These are a relic of a different time and had already been nerfed <laughs> in the past. They had a good run. These mods will be deprecated and no longer available starting season 20 to make way for new options to consider crafting your preferred combat style. Yep. Which is sad. It's super so, sad. As it, yeah. you know, as somebody like Seth was saying, like as somebody that, that really enjoyed Warmind Cells in their heyday and then even after they nerfed like I think it was uh They're still when, dumb fun, like for healing uh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So much fun. Um when Val came out there for a while I was using a, a solar titan build with a bunch of warmind cells and I, yeah. the 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 joy that would you know that I would get when I'd hear somebody go, Is that a warmind cell? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Yes, that's mine. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. shoot. Please, yeah. I got it. I got this it. This is mine. It. Let yeah. me shoot it. <laughs> that was the that was the thing. You would always fight over the warmind cell, especially if yeah. somebody was not running a build. You were running a build and they would shoot your warm cell. You're like, dude, you're taking away all that I can do with this because you shot it. And it's, it's like it's the bright, oh. glowy orange thing. It's just like people's attention. Yeah, but we have somebody it, like that in CM. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's sad to see it go, but I mean, um the 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 last sentence in that little balancing act paragraph hits the nail on the head. Like they're making the way for new options to consider when crafting. Mm-hmm. So like that's what a perfect example right there in that in that getting rid of warmind cells bit is that yeah they have to they have to remove some of the old and outdated in order to make way for new yeah. because you can't just keep compounding all this stuff because you think about it like know. you know another year or two from now if warmind cells were around there'd be like two people maybe three that would be using warmind cells and then there'd be you know those newer players coming to the game that would see them and be like what the hell is like why what is why does this exist why yeah. does this exist like what warmind cells so. I mean, I think I think that's also kind of a, an issue of this disconnect that was created by the DCV. Mm. So, yeah, but at a, like I, you, what you're saying is true. It's 100 true. But it's also like, well, this was a result of a decision that was made. Now, granted, the decision I think was just a result of there was no other option at the time. Yeah, which is fine. But like, there's already such a huge disconnect between what is a lot of the things that are already in the game, like the old planets 
and then what's happening in the story right now like a lot of the people that just pick up them right now they just don't know like i'm watching this youtuber or well this creator i guess and she's going through like all of the the old content just watching videos and just just so that she knows what's happening because she doesn't know what's happening mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we're myself what are those <laughs> well that's a result of that right like well you you didn't get to play that season and you also didn't get to understand uh, the reason why they exist or like what made them a thing. So yeah, it's, I guess they're kind of cleaning up in that regard, but still. Yeah. It's, it's, t- I would imagine, cause I don't have zero dev experience just as a consumer of, you know, destiny, but I would imagine that it's difficult to really balance all that because you've had a oh, game that, you know, at its, at its onset, Bungie said that destiny was going to be a 10 year experience. Uh, and we're well into what is this year eight? Seven, eight. Yeah, I, um, for the for the broad scale of it, I think for the broad scale. Yeah, we're, we're ending on six of Destiny two now. Or are we starting year six? I don't math well, uh. So so Lightfall yeah. is is going to be the end of it. So calculate in regards to that. So yeah, yeah so we should. You think be, you yeah. think about a game that's been that's been out as long as it has been and is projected to continue as long as it is. Um so many changes over the years and i think you know bungie's done a good job in most areas in my personal opinion there have been some questionable things that you know like the dcv um and then mm-hmm. re- reissuing stuff which i don't personally agree with um but at the end of the day like i'm not the one making decisions and yeah as, as a consumer of a product like i have to you know i have a right to speak my mind um oh yeah but like I still generally enjoy the game, and and there's no there is zero possible chance that Bungie can make everybody happy. Right. Um. So taking everything with a grain of salt, realizing that okay, we're losing stuff in order to gain. You know, we're losing X in order to gain Y. Like you have to kind of be like, okay, yeah, that sucks. I really wish it would have been a different way, but you know, we're here now. We have what we have, and it's you know, I'm still enjoying playing the game. So I don't know. Right. Um. Yeah, I th- that's just some big things coming down the pike. And later on this season, I'll probably do another panel like to talk about like just all the things that are coming just to remind everybody <laughs> all the stuff because there's there's already a lot that we know about Lightfall coming in, at least like systems and uh, now UI wise with the with the uh, screenshots of the um loadout screen but um yeah there's just there's a lot um it's those annual expansions man that's where it's it's just like information overload and it's like yeah. new stuff overload where there's so much to take to kind of like take mm-hmm. in that a lot it's of like, it can get overlooked guys. wait is it is this supposed to come with this or like <laughs> is this free is is this part free or like yeah yeah, but guys, we still have a twelve tomorrow. May I, I know. You of that? And it, tomorrow, Thursday, it's gonna be for a, those of you listening yeah. on Friday, because uh, <laughs> this is a time capsule of two days ago. Um, we're gonna get the raid date tomorrow too. Yeah. Oh, finally, let's go. Yeah, yeah. The hippie had said that last week, so it's all sorts of wibbly jibbly stuff going on. Well, it's funny because so we'll have that this week, and then. It, I, I feel like, especially for annual expansions, there's this kind of like dead space yeah. in TWABs where, you know, we're going to get some big information um, on Thursday, tomorrow, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, 
but uh so that's going to be like huge because people are going to start being able to plan you know lock in their day one raid teams or try and take off from work even though it's yeah. you know probably only gonna be six seven weeks away and that can be tough for some people if it's you know if the raid's on a friday or saturday depending on when you work um so which is a huge piece of information for an annual expansion um but then i would imagine there's going to be at least a couple weeks two three weeks out of the last six weeks of the season where twabs are kind of late yeah and then there's going to be another big hitter and everybody's going to start losing their mind yeah that'll probably happen then, in like two weeks out <laughs> yeah yeah and then who knows like i know in the last couple of seasons which has been somewhat controversial you know bungie being silent up until the day of the expansion um so i i would imagine that for an annual expansion because those are like i said the big hitters I would imagine that they're not going to do that um, yeah. and be be as quiet as they have been for the seasonal stuff um, because it is, well, you know, those are the big hype events, those big, mm -hmm. you know, the the light falls, the, the witch queens, the forsakens, like those big, big expansions that really bring people either back to the game or to bring new people to the game. So they have to really hype this up. So I'm, well, I'm hoping that we see them. Witch queen had like Sabathun take over Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we going to have Callus take over? Um, I <laughs> take over their OnlyFans. I mean, I I expect something along those lines. Maybe not exactly the same thing, right. but like they did. I remember that. I remember Savathun taking over the Twitter and everything. That's right. But I also remember um, that like Savathun, like Savathun was a personality and a voice that people had wanted to hear from. And true. like, I feel like. I don't know necessarily if that's the same thing with Callus. Like I don't know. Wow. Callus has some Callus has some diehard like fans out there. I've got a buddy of mine that's <laughs> that I raid with a lot. He is like he is on cloud nine that Callus is coming back. <laughs> okay. Like he is so freaking stoked that Callus is coming back just to hear voice lines. Like when the the trailer came out, uh was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like spamming Callus quotes in our group chat. I was like, oh god damn it, Brian. <laughs> Brian's but, the perfect I mean, so, name. Brian's the perfect yeah. name for somebody who really loves Callus. <laughs> so, so like so like there are there are people that are gonna be, you know, excited for that because they've, you know, they were, were there at the beginning of Destiny 2 and they got, you know, they fell in love with um the Leviathan and Callus yeah. early on and then have, you know, had snippets of Callus over the years. Um so to have him as a you know, as a big, the big component of, a, of an expansion. Yeah. It's, it's going to be huge for a lot of people. Whereas others are going to be like, Oh, great. Cal, Cal's coming back. Um, and look, that's just, that's, you know, that's just kind of the, the, the forefront of the, the annual yeah. expansion to look forward to. There's always going to be, I mean, they've, there's been talks about Shibu Roth, uh, coming into the mix and, mm -hmm. you know, there's, we don't know. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what, what Neo Numa has got in, st in store for us. Yeah. We still have a few more weeks of the season left. We have the the last couple of weeks. We're going to have a new quest, uh, mm -hmm. new story related quest. So all all sorts of things. Me, could break which reminds me, I need to catch up on. My... Yeah, do that like now. Because <laughs> what is it? It's the last last two weeks of the season, right? Is when it's going to be like if you if you finish the quest line, yeah, you'll jump right in. Exactly. Which, okay, so I've got some time. I should probably knock it out yeah, before, yeah. before I forget. This week's like they don't take that long. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's just if you really enjoy Heist Battlegrounds, you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of time in Heist Battlegrounds. I tell you, so, I've been hitting them like one or two like late at night because I'm on like Gremlin hours now with the with the yeah. little one. So like when she's down for sleep, I'm like, all right, let me let me yeah. log in yeah. and 
do a battleground or two Steve real quick. Quiet for dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to knock this out. <laughs> yeah. Bad port. <laughs> wake up the kid, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, moving into community questions. All right. We have, we have a few here for you. Um, Trudes asks, what's your all time favorite strike? Nightfall specific piece of loot, D1 or D2 included. So that is, so just the strike in general or the, the strike specific loot? Um, Let me. It said strike or nightfall specific loot, but somebody else, uh, average D2 player, uh, supporter of the show, uh, also asked, what's your favorite GM in all of Destiny? So so, so strike specific loot, I'm, I have to go back to, to D1. Um it's gonna be bad so i have two one mm-hmm. i do remember it's the dark blade helmet which was from oh hell yeah uh, if you remember obviously in destiny 2 we have the light blade destiny 1 we had dark blade um so dark blades helm i i didn't necessarily really like the strike um yeah. but the being able to literally it was like taking a piece of armor off of a off of your enemy's corpse and yeah putting Bring it, on it your as head. a hat yeah 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 the luke smith promise yeah um just I don't know. I thought it was so cool. Um, but then there's the hold on. I have to look it up because this is bad. Um, <laughs> to remember the name, Malls Malls Maulers. Uh, it was yeah. a set of Titan arms from the Shield Brothers strike. Yeah. Um, which just looked so cool. I mean, there was the Hunter ones too from I forget the name of the strike in D one that looked pretty cool from that ogre boss. Um, but the the Malls Maulers just it looked so cool, so cool. Like you're literally yeah. you're you're putting on a piece of, again putting on a piece of your fallen enemy and you know wear it around. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but that was obviously with the old D1 skeleton keys and strike strike farming, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. But uh, oh, for GMs, I was actually... So I was looking through... There's a new GM report out. Um, yeah. And I was I was scrolling through and looking at the seasons uh, of GMs. And I have... I have, I have three. So this is... I, 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 it's hard for me to pick one. Um, one is Lake of Shadows. Um, and that's solely because as somebody who does a lot of helps and farms for a lot of God rolls, like a shadows was always like the, all right, we can cruise through this in like 15, (laughs) 20 minutes, even on GM. Um, and we can just like rapid fire farm. I remember there was times where it was the double loot drops for GMs was on Lake of shadows. And it was like, Hey, strap on your farming pants this week, boys. Like we're going to (laughs) be living in Lake of shadows. Um, so loved it specifically for that. Um, probably a dark horse uh, is a garden world i've been saying it a lot recently um and when talking about gms with with friends and community members about how you know in talking about gm difficulty a garden world i only have three clears on it as a gm because that was back when i was like still dipping my toe in the water yeah. i hated that one fucking hated a garden world it was so hard <laughs> i hated that one so bad oh my so, god it was so hard but it but it stands out in my mind as in my opinion it was the hardest for me and my fire team at the time um, as one of the hardest GMs I've ever, I've ever completed. Um, and I might regret saying this, but I miss that. I miss that level of difficulty that like, and maybe it's just because like over time, like there's a lot to take into consideration with like player skill getting, you know, increasing mm-hmm. um, uh, tools at our disposal, becoming stronger, abilities becoming stronger, you know, power creep is a thing. Um, there's a lot to take into consideration there, but it, just how brutal a garden world was, and Seth echoes that that it was, you know, it was such a difficult, difficult GM. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the um, it's the randomness of it. 
that was really difficult to some extent. You remember like the room before you got to the boss? They yep. had like three champs, right? Overloads. I think it was like two barriers, two barriers and an overload, overload or two overloads, something like that. It was like three of them, two of one, and then one of the other. I but they were not always spawned in the same order. I think uh, the only clears I have it, if I remember correctly, we had three. This was before Omnioculus. This was before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tier 10 resilience and 40 mm-hmm. damage resist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went yep. you went into that GM like a wet paper bag as a hunter. Um and uh if you weren't rocking six coyote for two invis dodges, you were you were hurting your, your fire Cooked. team. So we went in with three of them and we were just dodging all over the place and just trying to be invisible. <laughs> and we we're like, hey, it's just, just somebody get to the boss room. Somebody get to the boss room. <laughs> um, and then if these didn't kill you, right? The freaking teleport may kill you. The um, little like cannon thing that would kill you the launch yeah that little launcher thing oh my god awful Awful. and then probably the last one would be um sabathun's song um that was i did that one right around the time i met jay and we started running gms together um i can't remember who our third was but i remember we beat sabathun's song like it was 45 minutes had gone by it was Jay and I were the only the last two alive. So obviously you you know you have no revives after 45 minutes. And uh Jay ends up going down. I'm on a banner shield titan with I think Ursa's, and I'm sitting there and I'm like tanking, tanking the that big ass shrieker as it's shooting me, and I've got banner shield up and I'm moving and and I pull up, I think it was 21% delirium. And I just pull out 21% delirium and just like lay into the shrieker and end up killing it like 46 minutes and 30 seconds. And I was just like Last Guardian standing. It was just one of those moments that sticks out in my mind of like, holy shit, we did that. And it was like down mm-hmm. to the wire. So I, that's still one of my favorites. It's a little Sabathun song. <laughs> I missed that. Dude, Sabathun song. That one I was missed that trick. I would honestly, oh God, I would love to see them bring, and that, I don't think they will or can, uh, but see some of these old ones come out of the DCB, like, you know, Strange yeah. Terrain, Sabathun song, Garden Worlds. Just so you know, festering core was another brutal one because that was back oh, when it was like you had to have two Izzy's and two Izzy's and one divinity to just sit there and snipe champions from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I'd be interested to see how a lot of these GMs would stack up in today's in today's meta. Pyramidian and Zol. Give us Zol. Zol has never been, and I don't think Pyramidian have ever been in jumps. I'm not quite certain about the Pyramidian, but I know that Will of the Thousands has never been. Has it Ever. never been a GM? It's never been a GM. No, I can't it was that. it was a like the nightfall ordeals. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it That's was. But it was never a GM. Then they're different, right? They were a hard. Yeah. They were difficult content back then. Yes, one hundred percent. But they've never been. And I don't. I'm not sure about Permidian, but I don't think Permidian has ever been a um, Grandmaster either. That was the one on IO, right? Yeah, with Asher yeah. Mir yeah, yeah, narrating yeah. about the the lake. I miss that. It was such a beautiful environment too. Like, like visually, it was a beautiful. I'm taking out yeah. that, like, getting that the giant sniper boss just low enough without popping his head. But yeah, yeah otherwise, he otherwise his head, yeah. he would get out. <laughs> yeah, and he would chase just, after you everywhere. Just have an unkillable boss without a head, just chasing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, God damn it! So God damn it! You broke the head. Fuck. Now we're gonna have to You're go like, all the oh, way back. Shit. Thanks. Here we go. Who did it? Thanks whoever did that, and that person who who <laughs> ma- mainly did that. This guy right here. Uh, <laughs> so 
next question uh, coming from Average Destiny 2 player. Uh, what are your thoughts on GMs being made more accessible now that the power level required has been decreased? That's, I know that that doesn't really feel like it's been a hot topic because I feel like everybody's like, oh, yeah, more people get to play these now. So I'm I'm torn mm-hmm. um, as somebody like that, that, you know, in the latter half of the season when GMs are out as somebody who does a lot of GMs with a lot of different people. I love that more people are going to be able to experience them. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, if they're not on level, it's going to be a little bit, well, could yeah. be significantly harder for them. Um, but you also got to take into consideration, like we're a lot stronger than we have been in the past. Um, I know, I know salt gets assaulted. Greppo gets a lot of flack for his, his opinions. Um, but I think a lot of his opinions are, you know, well thought out, uh, because he's somebody who, you know, competes and plays at one of the highest levels in the game. Um, I don't necessarily agree. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but, um, I think some of the things he says about GMs are true. Like it's, it's, if it's, if it's a, supposed to be an end game, a, you know, pinnacle peak, like this is, this is what you work towards. Um, a, the rewards need to, to, to mimic that. B, it needs to remain a kind of in a, in a tier of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the fear is that by letting more people into GMs, it's going to take away from some of that, some of that prestige or some of that, like, Oh, GMs are like the, some of the end game PV. So I think that's something to take into consideration. I, I, I personally hate the grind for for pinnacles. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of seasons, I mean, I'm always day one ready for GMs, but that's normally from just playing the game and doing bounties. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the pinnacle grind, so I choose not to do it more often than not. Except for you know, a week out from GMs, I'm like, crap, I need to do. I need like, <laughs> I need like plus four. All right, fine, yeah. I'll do all my I'll do all my rotators. But um, I don't know. I, it's great for those that want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, but experiencing it at a lower level might make it more punishing and might turn more people away. Yeah. Um, There's because also- yeah, if if you're if you're able to find people to run with that are you know at the cap, mm-hmm. um, like sure they can kind of drag drag dragging somebody through may not be the right way to say it, but you know drag you through. There's uh, a, and there's the you, backpack. You know, yeah. Analogy a lot of times where it's like hop on my backpack, little one, and like we'll run. We'll run through it. Yeah. But like so then then the argument comes like, well, do those people really like quote unquote deserve the loot? And I I don't think that's really the right way to look at it. I mean, we've taken people through raids that were getting one shot by a goblin because they were just so yeah. low, but they were like, I, like I really want some raid loot. It's like fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Who are <laughs> um, we to tell you no? Yeah. Uh I don't really know where I stand on it, to be honest. And it's not really mm-hmm. a good answer. Um that's fine. I, I, I that's think an answer good, in and of itself, though. <laughs> I think there's good arguments. On, yeah, I think there's good arguments on both sides of the fence. But if if we're gonna make if we're gonna make things more accessible, which is great, mm-hmm. um, and I'm all for that, then we need to also make sure that the end game crowd is being taken care of as well, because those are some of the most dedicated, um, most opinionated, sometimes loudest um, people in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something to remember that. In an MMO style game, like you gotta have something that's like, hey, this is peak, this is pinnacle, this is the most difficult thing to achieve. And the greater community has to understand, like, it's okay if you can't if you can't get there. It's okay. Like you may want it, and if you want it, there are ways to work towards it. Um, but if you don't get it, that's okay. Yeah. I look at I look at trials as an example. Like I I 
I'm okay at PvP. Um, I enjoy it best when I'm playing with friends, uh, but more often than not, I don't really play PvP, um, which I might get crucified for for even giving an opinion about PvP as somebody who you know lives by that mindset. But um, when it comes to trials weapons, I'm okay with not getting trials weapons. If there's something I really want, like I really, I chased an Adept Reed's Regret or even a regular Reed's Regret for the longest time, whenever mm -hmm. it was a Reed's Week, I would get my Flawless card. Um, it would normally be with either people that played trials a lot or with some friends that I had fun playing with. We would, you know, struggle our way to Flawless. We'd get there. And then I would just dump legendary legendary shards into trying to get this weapon. And I didn't end up getting the the quote-unquote, like, best, what was it, uh something fire was it rapid hit firing line or, or triple tap firing line i never got mm -hmm. it i got a tons with firing line tons with auto loading firing line um and i basically went broke on legendary shards trying to get this thing but at the end of the day i was like well whatever i'll make it work with what i got yeah. um and it's okay uh and i just didn't didn't play trials because i didn't really enjoy it a lot of the time um and i think that's just a lot of people don't all right i'm trying to think of the right way to say this um I don't know. I think I already did. It's it's just you I have to be you have to be okay with not being able to have everything. everything. It's okay here's to not have thing. everything. You're you're right. You're right. But here's the thing. Bungie is not thinking that way. And Bungie hasn't been thinking that way for the last few years. Because the way the game is made and the way the game is quote unquote marketed or presented as is that anything that is in the game is technically obtainable, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and that's their mentality, and it's been their mentality for, I, I want to say, a few years now. And it's hard to let go because, like, you and I and Dan, we all come from this, you know, the first few years of Destiny, where if you really wanted something that was endgame, then you had to work for it. Yeah. Um, whether it be PvP, whether it be PvE, whether it be like so on and so forth. And there was a while where there was like this kind of line that was kind of drawn. And then Bungie was like, no, we're going the other way. We're going with everything is obtainable one way or another. Now, granted, Trials is still in their, its own little mm -hmm. pocket. And I would say PvP as a whole is a little bit in its own pocket now, especially with um, the new ranking and comp and whatnot. We're not even going to touch how good or bad pvp is i'm not even going to yeah. talk about that but yeah the fact that you know they have like these different levels of comp and then the seal the glorious seal you have to reach that level and so on and so forth so pvp still had like has retained a little bit of that um but pve i will say when they shifted from endgame being raids to endgame being gms they changed all of it and it it wasn't about oh this like super hardcore thing or this really amazing reward that was behind this really hardcore thing. And I say hardcore in relation, like related to destiny. We're going to talk yeah. about that just mm -hmm. this way, but still that used to be a thing. Um, it's not going to be a thing anymore because your end game is not rating. Your end game is GMs. Right. And that's when yeah. everything kind of shifted. So you're right because a lot of people have been asking for that, but a, like a lot of people are like, no, I want to be able to have everything. So, I and Bungie is like, no, you can have everything, quote unquote. So where do you go from there, right? Or what do you do? How do you manage both teams, quote unquote, yeah. or both parties? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a balancing act for sure. And I I don't think, uh, like I said earlier, there's no there's no way to please everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that means what that's going to mean is that as as these systems continue to change, whether that's rewards or um, end game structure as far as difficulty, um, people are just going to have to be okay. It's, it sounds kind of like a cop out, but people are just going to have to kind of be okay with it. Like, yeah. absolutely, if you have opinions about it, voice your opinions. Like, let people know that you don't agree with things. That's fine, uh, respectfully, of course. Um, yeah, but you no don't death have to, threats, you, you please. You don't have to agree with every aspect of a game to enjoy it. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I overall getting kind of bringing it back to the question. Um, I would say I, I I am overall like happy that um, GMs are being made more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what it does in the long run for, um, you know, overall player activity in the playlist. Yeah. Whether that means we're going to see people like I, I know, like Glad issued his 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 challenge for the first you know minus forty under Solo Flawless, and it was knocked out within the first forty minutes. Um, so I'm I'm happy to see that there are still people that are willing to kind of challenge themselves and push the limit of the playlist, um, which kind of like that encapsulates the the end game, the really like end game driven mm-hmm. uh, community. Um, but the fact that now people are able to enter gms at that level and play with their friends and yeah they may struggle a little bit um i think that's i think that's good yeah i uh kind of circling back to like the conversation about um gms being the transition point for for end game mm. right for like mm-hmm. trading trading out like raids for for gms the i i almost wonder there there are two things that I wonder uh, how it impacts raids as GMs uh, in this. And part of that comes from this build crafting article today, because while we have people able to get into GMs earlier, it also seems like they're making it easier for you to stun things. They're definitely making it easier for you to take down shields. Um, And so, I think that that would be like a net benefit for somebody who's maybe only seeing skulls, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I almost wonder how end game LFG is going to affect the rating experience when it comes to like it as an end game activity. Yeah. The, <laughs> the smile on your face right now for the audio listeners at home. Uh, It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, I like I said I, I like I said earlier I take everything that I, I read or you know anything that's coming coming down the pipeline that we know of uh, with a grain of salt, and mm-hmm. I'm I am always interested to see how the actual execution of it you know comes into play, um, and then also the kind of the backlog of effects and what happens next. Yeah, um, because I mean this and this is only a sample of what we know is coming this season with lightfall mm-hmm. um and over the course of the next year in destiny and i'm sure there's a lot more coming that we don't know about um oh, sure. whether that's whether that's quality of life changes whether that's content updates whether that's you know protozen coming back as a dungeon mm-hmm. uh you know <laughs> what, what have you like there's there's stuff we don't know about so it's it's kind of just exciting it's an exciting time it's i feel like i'm always saying this around the annual expansion um uh, but it's it's an exciting time in destiny yeah. it always is I almost I, I I would be willing to bet that this year is the is the year of like UI and quality of life changes. Like 
they did. The, I'm all for it. Please. Yeah. They did. The, I mean, you, you look at you look at the 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 small UI changes we had with the champion yeah. champion mods proccing mm-hmm. on weapons. Um, and obviously, there's still some work that needs that you know, that I think could be done as far as like tailoring how that is presented on the left side of the screen there mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we can see as many oh. buff as many buffs as possible, if not all of them, without being overwhelming. Um, I mean, you look at some you look at some bigger MMOs, and speaking from limited experience or or knowledge on them, but you know something like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much going on on screen right there. And granted, they're two different games. I understand that. But like, look at the different amounts of buffs, debuffs, um, stat modifiers, stuff like that that can be happening at any one point in time. And I understand Destiny is not World of Warcraft, but in an MMO style game where you're applying buffs, debuffs, you've got um, relics you're carrying, you've got cooler cooldowns that are that are on screen. You know, at what point in time do we say, hey, just put it all on there? Yeah. Um, or do we say, hey, your cooldowns are going to be on, your negative cooldowns are going to be on the right, positive are going to be on the left. So avoid having eight or a dozen different texts on mm-hmm. the left-hand side of your screen that could be overwhelming. Um, or is it just a visual thing, like your weapons glowing for Unstoppable um, or for any of the champion champion weapons? So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, like, I mean, it's well, UI changes are, I think, always welcome, mm-hmm. especially when it makes it a little bit easier to process what's what you're seeing on screen. Yeah. It, it just seems like we've, we've had ability and sandbox changes. Well, sandbox changes are perpetual ability yeah. changes, especially with 3.0 with stasis kind of kicking that off. Like we've had over a year of them really committing to that as like, this is, this is where the game is going. And like, they're now, at least with the with the release of Lightfall, with what they said at launch, they're like the DCV, like we're getting rid of that. Like so, like the stuff that we have now should stay in the game. You should be able to play that um, without any like they they haven't really released anything major about outside of loadouts, outside of the new Guardian rank system outside of in-game LFG, those all seem like quality of life changes instead of we're giving you this new fancy gun that that spits out tentacles and every time you, you fire it, it creates a tentacle monster and that tentacle monster then attaches to your face and it sucks your soul out and then kills your ghost. And, uh, like, okay, it's... Dan. Well, look, look, okay. New new uh, new raid exotic confirmed. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> my uncle just got rehired as a janitor there, and he he just messaged me about that. Um, but yeah, it it feels like they're now looking at what is going to keep the game alive because it doesn't look like they're going to add a three to a box, at least not anytime soon. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna hear my theory? Quote unquote. Sure. That's kind of hold on. Let me I've got some tinfoil downstairs. Let me go grab that. It's real quick. A... <laughs> cool. No, 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 but Five it's more unload from something I read. Uh it's not my yeah. my own theory, but it, I read something, I'm like, it makes sense. Um, so the way they phrase it, and this is this is important, the way they phrase it, Bungie phrases it, it's like, oh, you're getting lightfall next, and then we're getting the final shape, right? And yeah. then they say the final shape. Is like wrapping up this storyline. This saga, yeah. Right? That doesn't mean that Destiny... Like, it could. 
but it's not clear, right? It right. doesn't mean that Destiny yeah. is at, like ending at the end of like Final Shape. It just means that this specific storyline that started in Destiny 1 and then continued in Destiny 2 is like ending there. Like that saga, that story, that whatever, that narrative, you, if you want to call it, is ending there. But it doesn't mean that they're not going like, to be like, okay, well, we're taking this and we're just running something completely different or we're running another storyline and then this game has become more and more of an MMO, right? Because yeah. If you've noticed, yeah. every, especially this, this year, we've felt it a lot more. But it started with uh, Beyond Light and then after, again at Witch Queen. There's uh, engine updates, right? Mm -hmm. They're updating the engine, which is partially why, why the DCV was created. Um, and this year we fought it with like all the bugs and the lags and there's everything. Mm -hmm. um, but so, the the, so that the tower, oh my God, <laughs> we're not even going to touch that. But so that means, okay, cool. So we've got Beyond Light date. Witch Queen update, and then every season of Witch Queen, now Lightfall update, whatever it brings. Well, a lot of UI, right? A lot of menus and stuff and so on and so forth. And then every season, probably, of Lightfall, and then Final Shape. It Does that mean that maybe at Final Shape, it's a complete revamp? I'm just, I'm throwing mm -hmm. stuff right there. Maybe it's a complete revamp of the engine, or at the end of Final Shape, it's a complete revamp of the engine. And they're like, okay, we're, we have like a completely new engine technically. The game is running hopefully smoother now. We can bring back stuff. We can, you know, keep throwing on top of it and just keep adding on top of that. Because that could be a thing, right? So is this... Is this where we're going with Destiny? Or is this just... No, we're just going to do another one but like you said doesn't feel like they're wanting to add a three at the end of this yeah so so i don't know after seeing the success of valheim they're going low poly <laughs> <laughs> that's what the final shape is it's just low poly everything um i mean if it runs smoothly if it runs smooth like i mean valheim's a beautiful game <laughs> but the uh no what's the um so I remember when they announced that there would be something called the final shape, everybody was like, <gasps> the final shape. And then um, they said that that would wrap up the saga. And then there would be a, I don't know if you remember this. They said that there would be a little, like, uh, like a post, like a, a postscript added to it. Like just a little afterward. That would be the so next so it's thing. not just like a, it wouldn't be a hard stop. Final, yeah. It would be like we get the end of the saga and then we have like we honestly epilogue. look We're at yeah, an yeah, we'd have an epilogue. Yeah. So like probably the following the following year you get you get the final shape which would be like the thing and then the following year in my estimation would probably be what they would use to then wind you into whatever the next story is going to be. Maybe have a couple filler episodes in there and then <laughs> it'd be interesting to see like how, how that would transition though, because when you think about the, the the longevity of what the player base has experienced and then just to you know, if they were to just stop mm -hmm. whether that's whether that's pushing content like if they stop creating content and it was just like, Hey, this is like boom, storyline is done, we've had the final shape, we've had, you know, an epilogue. And we're not making any more content for Destiny. Mm -hmm. What does that do for those that still want to play the game? You know, as a as a live service game, what does that mean? How long are servers going to stay online? Yeah. Versus like, okay, do we just say the next major expansion is 
you know, Destiny 2 Electric Boogaloo, um, and you know, we go to another solar system or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. what is yeah, what yeah, is yeah. the next like, or or is it is it a lateral move? Is it a blast from the past? Do we go back and do we get to live in the age of the Iron Lords? Um, oh, like, that'd be cool. Like, is it? Are we gonna have prelogs or like what is like? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see whether it's just a hard, like what kind of a hard stop it is. Cause it eventually, well, I would imagine would come to a hard stop. Mm. Um, Maybe. Whether that's, you know, four years after they stop pushing out content and the last of the servers finally gets turned off. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's we're we're entering an age of uncertainty um, as far as the future of, of destiny. So tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong though. That it's yeah. it's uncertain. Like, they haven't really talked about it. I think they're still maybe trying to keep their options open. Especially when there's you know the word, do. you know words come out that Bungie's working on a new IP. Like yeah, we got the marathon. Uh, it, what is it? It's a it's a marathon loot uh, grabber kind of thing. Like almost like extraction looter. Is what they called it, yeah. Mm. Um, where it's like, or at least that's what it's been um, reported as. Where it would yeah. be the um, it would it would be you go into an instance, you go and you're facing players, you're also facing PVE, but you're also grabbing loot and extracting it out for your next run. Yeah, kind of like it feels kind of like what uh, Division had. Yeah. In the dark zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the dark zones. But See, I know some be, people are kind of freaking out about that. Well, it, so what something like that does is, you know, I've I've played a couple between coming from personal experience. I've played a lot of Division One, uh, played a bit of Division Two at launch. Um, you know, PvEVP where, you know, looter extraction like that. And then I've also played open sandbox PvEVP games and like Sea of Thieves. So there's there becomes there comes a definite like shift in the community as far as like those that want like they don't want they don't want pvp in their pve game like don't mm-hmm. force me to play against other people when i just want to play and get my loot and enjoy shooting aliens in the face um and then there's people that come into it and they're just all about the pvp and then there's those that come into it with a mixed mindset of like okay i'm going to you know i can be end game pve focused but when it comes time to fight i'm ready to scrap mm-hmm. um so it creates a very weird kind of dichotomy of player mindsets um i don't i i'm kind of nervous to see how the destiny community would handle something like that um <laughs> to being dropped in the lap i mean you look at gambit how gambit is received and that's exactly what it is is a pvvp mode mm-hmm. um so i don't know that'd be interesting for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's also um the, the thing that a lot of the, what i've seen again could be wrong this is what i've seen I think a lot of people are afraid that because they're working on another IP, that this means that it will be quote unquote detrimental to Destiny. Oh yeah. As in like, oh, we're working on something new, so out with the old, in with the new type of thing. And they're thinking like, oh well, if they do that, that means they won't be able to, you know, put as many resources and time and whatever into Destiny. But Bungie is like huge now. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you've seen how yeah. many like posts they have about like we're hiring for this we're hiring for that and like it's growing insanely like it's a bit less of a like visible thing because everybody's working from home or most people are working from home and now but they're hiring 
all throughout almost all throughout the US to work remotely for them, right? So we just don't know how many employees they have at the moment. Yeah. Like, they used to be like fairly small, yes, because they were under like another big publisher, but now they're their own well, I mean, they're still publishing, but you know what I mean. But they're their own entity just as a thing and we just don't know how big they are now. I mm -hmm. I have no clue how many employees they have anymore. So yeah. I I think this idea of like, oh, because they're making another game and then another game maybe that Destiny's gonna suffer for it. It's kinda like maybe they'll not. just have dedicated teams. I mean, what what yeah. does any other yeah. multiple game studio do? Yep. That's what like, I think. Yeah. Um Yeah, man. I don't know. That's that's all the questions that I have for you today. Um, but Hater, thank you so much for coming on, man. Why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find you on the internet, sir? Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, how dare you? Me you up, how dare you be so kind and and, <laughs> and thank me? No, was, when you hit but me up, on. I was like, I was like, shit. All right, I gotta make sure that I I'm free because I really want to do this. Like, this <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be a good time. Um, because yeah. I know like we've 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 played together a handful of times. Um. Yeah. And it's just, it's always. Uh, You're about your to say personality. Stuff is fault? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I don't know. It's just fun being around you. Your personality is just is is awesome. So it's it's just fun to sit down and just kind of, really just shoot the shit. Yeah, shoot the shit. Talk destiny. Um, something that you know we're both passionate about, and obviously, uh, uh, our overseers here, Seth, <laughs> uh, making sure we're behaving. Um, here's the thing. Everybody Sander. thinks I'm the boss of this thing. Seth is. <laughs> Steph is the one That's who's like, lie. Steph's the one who's That's like, a lie. are you going to put out an episode this week? going to do you know it, what? Dan? He's doing this so that if something goes wrong, I'm the one who takes the brunt of it. Chat, you know what's up. Anyways. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> God to God. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can find me uh, over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash haterade. Same thing on YouTube. Um, I took a little bit of a, a, a break over the holidays to spend some time with family. We just had our first child uh, four months ago. So it's been a definite uh, lifestyle shift yeah. uh, around the house, but uh, especially in the next coming weeks prior to Lightfall and then into Lightfall, um, ramping things back up. So over, yeah, like I said, twitch.tv slash Haterade, YouTube, uh, same thing, youtube.com slash Haterade. Um, I stream a little bit of everything, whether it's PV helps or low mans. And then over on YouTube, I'll, I do the build crafting thing. Um, and I also just put out some fun boss melts and and showcase some some wonky stuff that people may not normally think to use in in most situations. So that that glaive melt hit me straight in the heartstrings. I was like, good to see it. Good to see you. Good to so see it out there. Small small side tangent about that. Yeah. Uh, it is funny seeing and, and I, I will I will echo this for any anybody that creates Destiny Two content. Um, you never know what people don't know. Mm -hmm. the amount of people that watch your content that they're taking your content whether it's you know live streamed or whether it's long form short form content um you there's a good chance that you are showcasing or talking about something that somebody has no idea what you're talking about um no matter how long they play the game there are people that have been playing this game for years that still don't know you know how well mods work mm -hmm. um mm -hmm that don't understand how an exotic weapon can synergize with an exotic armor piece, or especially with the new 3.0 subclasses, they're still so new that a lot of people don't really understand like how some of the fragments can work together. So um, 
just just be mindful of that as content creators you know you're you don't know who your audience is yeah um so be be receptive to all skill levels and kind of all mindsets when it comes to destiny yeah well th- and that was i think what you did today like i i posted this thing kind of like on a whim because it's something that like i was just thinking about as what what our job is as as creators and essentially we're just story we're telling stories we're just telling stories in a different format our stories happen to like come out spin out of live situations um but yeah things like things like the glaive stabbing the crap out of that boss with the glaive with with two other titans like that's that is a story it's funny and it's fun to watch it's unique it has a niche but like it also expands like what you were saying it expands the knowledge base of somebody who's just like oh that's possible like i can yeah. i can then spin my mind into yeah finding a way into that because so. even even those those of us that play the game you know you know day in and day out or a lot um there's still stuff that that i don't know there's still stuff that you don't know or, or maybe yeah. maybe aren't as proficient on as somebody else so like i i love seeing stuff somebody do something and i'm like holy crap that works yeah all right i'm gonna go try it now like let's go have some fun with it esoteric and devious entity are two two that i watch so much of their of their stuff and i'm like i didn't know you could go there you can go there or out of bounds yeah what was it devious entity it was i think it was a warmind cell and he was oh i picked it up yeah he was able to hit it with the lightning rod dark staff yeah yeah and then just carry Pick that around. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's <laughs> like, so stupid. Yeah, I saw somebody do that with the the relic sword too recently in Dares of Eternity. <laughs> so they had a relic sword that had the, the Arc Strider staff yeah. sticking out of it, and they're just running around with the sword with the staff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cool. My name's Danfinity. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians through pinnacle and in the game PVE activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. This show is also listener supported. So if you'd like to give three bucks a month to help keep the lights on, Head on over to coffee.com forward slash infinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash infinity. All the links are in the notes for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>